everybody, I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, twi- your twilight, twilight phase. Wow, that was, a, there was not in sync at all. Oh, right you we got distracted. <laughs> well, I can't wait for the first time. Oh, what? I just heard that one. <laughs> that sounded like a ship coming into harbor. Yeah, like a I, fog horn. I live on a semi street now. There's I can't wait. semi trucks. For the first time that a truck goes from Melissa's house to my house, if you Ooh, can hear like it. like an ambulance? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Melissa, the I, I guess you moved a while ago. It's old news now on the podcast, it's but... It actually happened. It's over. But, but being, it just feels like it takes, I mean, like, it feels like months. an ongoing process. For I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like grieving. Uh, you carry <laughs> it with you. Like, this is the first time I'm doing anything on my computer in my room i just moved my computer into my room on my new desk today that so. seems like a decent angle can you see too much bed in this for your work liking i mean it's more than i wanted which is no bed but right. like that seems not to i mean i can i can, can you if angle i want to yeah, i could pivot it. oh yeah you're good yeah I you did it you succeeded you just have to like close your closet door and go oh yeah yeah, right now yeah. I'm like, I don't care if you guys see my bed. In fact, um, here's a better view of We're it. We're the inner circle. There it is. Look how big it is. I helped that's you nice. put that's six a, screws that's in That's a there. big room. A I like your room. floor lamp. Thank you. I do also like my floor lamp. That's nice. Anyway, I'm really into my new room, and now I'm hoping to move to the hanging things on the wall phase. Yeah. You know, slowly but surely. That's an important step. That really, that really clenches it. It really, right, it really brings everything together. Um, And I have gotten some new art, too, to, because, you know, I don't want it to feel like the same exact feel as my previous room, you know, that was No, you're moving up in the world, and your decor should reflect that. Yes, um, I have a bigger bed now. I really hope to be having more sex in this room. Um, We're gonna let's I want it to be a different you. vibe. Yeah, so, listeners, wow. write in and recommend somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know anyone who wants to have sex in my brand new room with me? Let oh me my know. god, Melissa promises to do her podcast voice the entire time. The entire time. <laughs> Guys, I think I do way more vocal fry on this podcast than I do in real life, and I have no idea why. It's just I don't know what we how we've been taught. I guess that's you like watch how only I sound murders cool. in the building. Yes, oh. I love that show. Tina Fey's character plays <laughs> like a nefarious podcast host, uh, and she's always talking like this. <laughs> I mean, it sounds sexy. And a, disturbing. Was um, who, I I did that once for uh when I mimicked that radio show who's Delilah. Remember my Delilah, Delilah moment? Delilah. <laughs> Warm ninety eight point five. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Olivia, how was your vacation? Oh, my vacation was great. I yeah. sat on the beach. I read books. What um, did you read? I read Hank Green's second book, which I liked more than his first book. Wow. Uh, He's improving. I liked his first book fine. And then I was like, yeah, I guess I'll read a sequel. 
And then I was like, man, this book is so long. And then I was like, man. Oh, is it a sequel or, or a second multiple book? multiple POVs. It's a sequel. It's a sequel. And then I loved it. Wow. You just had com- had to commit. You had to yeah, get I into had to it. Commit. And I, like, really binge it. It's a long book that I read in, like, two and a half days. Wow. I haven't binged a book in a while. It was really good. It made me, like, think and I wasn't mad about it. Think? Ooh. It felt like a post-pandemic book that was not about the pandemic. I love that. It felt like it had relevant themes. Hmm. I'm reading That's an good. adult book now that I really like, which is kind of different. Normally, I'm not very into adult books, but it's about a 30-something woman who just hasn't figured out her life yet so <laughs> hey holler that sounds familiar um called writers and lovers oh. um i know it's like a, a great it's a great title because i'm trying to be a lover and i guess i also do some writing sometimes um but uh, it's very poignant for where I am in my life right now, and that's kind of the stuff I've been reading, but I feel like I need to graduate past that, you know? Like, I'm doing too much reflecting, you feel? Yeah, yeah it's time stuff. to party. It's time to party. party. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get together and each have one and a half to two drinks, watch <laughs> a movie, let's party. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Guys, want to have a sleepover? Yeah, yeah. I'm have a sleepover. So busy, I don't know what to do. It. Yeah, I, I want to really come. Just have to schedule it. Three I want months to out. come. Yeah, it's true. Actually, we should do that. I want to okay. come to your apartment, Maya, and I also don't want to leave there at nighttime. So I would love to have a sleepover. Um, um I listeners? am not at all busy. So um, definitely away. compared to Olivia. So like, I'm available for <sighs> before three months from now. Ugh. Listeners, our um, good friend and friend of the pod, who I shall be calling KF, um, to preserve their identity, was staying at my house recently all the way from California, and she was talking to me, and she was like, yeah, Olivia and Melissa would not come over. <laughs> okay, we <laughs> had no. plans. No. And then I was no. no, no, no. No, no, no. We had agreed to travel to yep. Queens. Then, and then you an hour, listen, you need to hear listen. the in-between things that happened. One hour before we were supposed to go to Queens, which, by the way, is an, a- an over an hour process. away from where we live. This was on a weeknight. So Melissa Multiple and I had work. Have to transfer. Melissa and I yep. had work the day, the next day. Oh, and we were supposed and to hang out with two to... people in Queens. Right, two people in Queens. And we're like, One yeah, person we're who was in Queens was sick and could no longer hang out. KF was in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn! Melissa was at her home in Brooklyn, and I was in Manhattan. And I was like, why would three people travel to Queens when two of them have to travel over an hour back to Brooklyn at the end of the night, and they're the two who are working tomorrow? Because that's where KF wanted to hang. So I was like, um, I get what it. if I get it. you came to my place instead, which everyone is already close to? That's I get it, but it's just, it is funny that <laughs> she came all the way from California and was like, come to Queens. And you guys were like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> we were gonna do it we were gonna do it and i stand by that uh 
but you know we're flexible with circumstances (laughs) all right (laughs) i've been here over a year um and i think it's only olivia that's been here between the two of you no i I have been there i went there once when you weren't there oh that's because (laughs) you were picking something up (laughs) yeah you weren't there i didn't see you we went there for uh, we went there for the renaissance fair we went there after the renaissance Um... fair but that wasn't even a hangout that was like on the way yeah so that kind of doesn't count either Listeners, we were supposed to drive them home from the Renaissance Fair, but then it took so long to get home from the Renaissance <laughs> well, that Fair was that we were like, we will yeah, that was acceptable. get you a car, that was uh, we're acceptable. not driving to Brooklyn. That was acceptable. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was above and beyond to even offer us the car oh, yeah, home yeah. to Brooklyn. <laughs> I thought it was like very valid until the time came to be doing it, and we were like, no. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, it would have been like an extra two hours of driving. Yeah, yeah. and it was like traffic was whole day really traffic was bad a whole day okay anyway anyway come over let's let's have fun it's okay great. And i guess now we'll talk about fucking breaking down yeah i know that we have listening <laughs> letters but it's like i don't even have the energy because dumbass chapter i is upset after so much and <laughs> gotta get into it so apologies to our listener letters we'll come back to you this has to happen. I is it Maya's turn? I think Maya would it's do a great turn. job. I think you're gonna kill it. I know, it. I think you're gonna kill this, honestly. I honestly I want you to kill it good. I mean, kill I really dead. hope that I do, but I feel like I've blocked a lot of it out. Murder this chapter. You were too busy being angry to know what happened in it. <laughs> I was so mad. Okay. <sighs> chapter eight. This is the beginning of Jacob's perspective, so we'll go over this more in our discussion, but there's, like, another epitaph? Graph? Epigraph? Epitaph is on a gravestone, right? Oh, I thought epigraph was on a grave, because G for grave. No. Epigraph. (laughs) Wow, that really, that mnemonic really failed you. (laughs) Yeah, sure did. All right, so there's another one of those things. I already forget which one and another preface, but I'm just going to recap the Oh, yeah, the the fucking preface. Yeah. Chapter eight. Waiting for the damn fight to start already. We are in Jacob's perspective, and let me tell you, it is unpleasant. He's hanging out with Paul, who has imprinted on Jacob's older sister, Rachel, and their happiness is very upsetting. (laughs) Jacob's in a mood because he is just waiting to hear that Bella has either been fucked to death, literally, (laughs) or turned into a vampire, which is a fate worse than death. Um, So he's... Just being so irritating, he decides to, like, go hang out with which one? Quill? (laughs) Quill is hanging out with his love interest, a toddler named Claire, um, who speaks in baby speak the entire time. Stephanie painstakingly writes out all the extra vowels and everything. Um, Jake is like, Quill, have you ever thought about, like, dating somebody your own age? And Quill is like, no, I would never date somebody my own age. I would never do that. I don't see women anymore (laughs) now that claire is in my life but what about you bud and jake is like no i don't see any women besides bella either because that's what love is 
Then they hear Sam. Sam is like, gather up. And Jacob's like, well, this is probably it. I guess Bella's dead. So he's running. He's running near Leah. He's like, I gotta run faster than Leah. <laughs> this bitter harpy that I'm forced to be around all the fucking time. And Leah's like, no, I'm gonna be faster. <laughs> Speed is all I have to comfort me in my loneliness. <laughs> they get there. And Sam is like, it's happening, you guys. They say that Bella's really sick and she got some kind of rare disease. <laughs> and Jacob's like, all right, well, great. Then we can go kill the Collins. They broke the treaty. And everyone is like, Jake, we, like, don't want to do that. And that's, like, weird of you that you're, like, so obsessed with this. Like, Bella made a choice. And Jacob is like, no, they broke the treaty that I also broke years ago. So we need to go fight and destroy them. And they're like, okay, so are you going to kill Bella? And he's like, uh, don't worry about it. And they're like, that's right, you're not. So we're not doing this. And Jake is like, fine, if you guys aren't going to help me, I'm going to turn into a wolf again. And I'm just going to go say bye to my dad first. And he transforms back into his human form. And he's like, heh, heh, heh. They didn't hear what I was thinking. I'm not going to say bye to my dad. I'm going to go fight the Cullens by myself. And Jake is on his way over and that's where it ends. 10 out of 10. If I could Thank give you, you higher than a 10, I would give you higher than a 10. Let's do it. 11 out of 10. Yeah, go ahead. Get there an 11 rules. out of 10. Yay! <laughs> Thank you! That was perfection. You covered <gasps> everything, and I was thoroughly I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I'm... I'm happy to create anything good out of this terrible, of this terrible, terrible, terrible chapter. Okay, here's, here's the epigraph. And yet, to say the truth, reason and love keep little company together nowadays. William Shakespeare, A Midsummer Night's Dream, Act 3, Scene 1. It makes me roll my eyes Whatever. into my brain, honestly. Oh, he's so in it's love. It's fine it's that so Quill is dating a toddler. Reason and love Reason don't and go love. together. Don't it's go magic. Fact, don't worry about it. If it's reasonable and makes sense, it's not love. Must then not be not love. You must not, must not really be in love. love each other. It's if not, you it's not can true maintain love. your self-control right. and have reasonable thoughts, you must not actually it's boring and you love. have boundaries and you communicate, wow. Fuck. not real mm. love is hard <gasps> love is hard hard work that's true i mean that is true okay here's the preface in its entirety preface centered still weirdly in italics as if it's a quote life sucks and then you die then like normal text yeah i should be so lucky Jesus. which like he's literally gonna die yeah, it's like stop transforming into a wolf and you will not age and die. You're actually not immortal. immortal. And he's not unkillable. Someone could easily no. kill him. Yeah, you 100%. know a bunch of vampires. And like his life does suck. Yes, I will admit. Yeah, okay. Here's the thing. As I, I actually do relate a lot to some of Jacob's feelings, you know, like, yeah, other people's happiness, gross. Oh, get away from me. I'm currently in a very embittered spot. I'm not happy romantically, and I want that for me. But, <laughs> but, Jacob sucks so bad that I'm like, well, Jesus, now I don't want to feel these things anymore. <laughs> There's only awful 
people. It's have not these about. Feelings. You're it's like, not I don't want to identify with him. Yeah, fuck it's not that. about her feelings. It's about her actions. Yeah, Just because you do feel shitty, it doesn't mean you have to be a dick to everyone. You are not happy with where you are romantically in your life right now, so you are dating. Jacob is not happy with where he is romantically, so he's 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 like, I don't see women. I don't see their faces. Like there is no one else. And okay, also also like murdering the family of the of the one he loves who who she picked yeah and like hearing you say that out loud made me hear like like i don't see women like when he says it it's just like oh i'm not interested in romance but then when you said it i was like that's half the population who you're just dismissing as like oh yeah not worthy of like recognizing their faces because you don't want to fuck them also yeah just just, like their only value is (laughs) if they have like a romantic element for him and he has decided that only Bella can fulfill that and so no other woman has any value. Woof! Oh, cool. Um, okay, here's a potentially an unpopular opinion. I like his weird, stupid, long chapter titles. Those I can get behind. I can. I yeah, mean, I'm kind of neutral, that, but it's like, yeah, I'm down right. with it. They're like I... kind of funny... It, I understand it's a that we good need to distinction, right? Yes, it's like an easy, quick distinction of the voices right. of the different chapters because right. Bella's are always super short and very serious, right? And I do, I do think also we, which we can talk about later, that Jacob's chapters go too hard in being, I don't know, trying to be Jacob's voice and Voicey. differentiating it from Bella's chapters, and like, no, you can just stick to a nice weird chapter title. Like, okay, okay, but if it sounded exactly like Bella, I would okay, be mad. Sure, sure, but we're going entirely in the <laughs> too far in the direction. It definitely like his narration doesn't sound like the Jacob voice that we've learned through dialogue. Hmm. I can yes, I can agree with that, and that could just be because of his mental state. Because, like, when we think of, like, the Jacob dialogue, it's mostly, like, good Jacob and New Moon that's, like, filled with banter and it's, like, lighthearted and he's, like, witty and fun. But, like, this is, like... He's, like, a little witty but bitter. It's, like, like Stephanie trying really hard to write this, like, teen boy and right, it, like, doesn't boy. feel natural or well done. It's, like, a lot of, like come on kid bring it like there's a lot of wouldn't call each other kid like that oh shoot what's a what's the word i'm looking for where you combine words portmanteau with with apostrophe a contraction contraction yeah contraction (laughs) there's a lot of contractions in the past tense like i put i highlighted two in this paragraph when rachel'd come home from washington state my biggest worried Ben, and I'm like, we do not need that many contractions in this chapter. Like, I know he's like a teenage boy, and words are just like too much to just say individually. But like, please stop, please stop. It's so hard to write actual teen speak. I just watched teenagers. I just watched Boo Bitch on Netflix, (laughs) which was an absolutely wild ride. Jury's still kind of out about how I feel about it. <laughs> um, but one of the reasons, one of the cons for me is that it was like, it felt like it was trying too hard to be like 
these are modern teens and this is how teens speak and here's some right. slang that I learned that I'm going to put in a screen. Yeah, play. question for our audience who does comprise of actual teenagers. Is there any like show that you've watched recently where you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> they clearly it's... don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah, I want to know. It's also hard also... because it changes so fast. That it's like I mean, kind yeah. of impossible to do with books, especially. Oh, yeah. I would like to know if you've watched any shows that you're like, yeah, that's what teenagers sound like. Yeah. Like, that's how we actually I... sound. Let us know. You know, like, I'm kind of, you know, like, maybe never have I ever. When I watch that, I'm not, like, taken out of the story by, I don't know. Shit that they say. The shit that they say. But maybe that means that it's not real teen shit because it right? makes sense to me. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. Okay, I want to talk about how four out of the ten werewolves have imprinted on somebody. Ugh! And Jacob is like... When would it stop? Stupid myth was supposed to be rare for crying out loud. Speaking of bad teen speak. I wrote, ah, yes, teen dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, like, why, what is, I think this is a weird choice for Stephanie to make. To make them, a bunch of them imprint. Like, we already got the foreshadowing, like, just enough for us to understand what this is and how it works. Mm -hmm. We already Mm -hmm. know what it is. So why keep doing it? Because Jacob needs to be extra on the outs. Like, he needs to be, like, surrounded by people who have what he wants. I and think what that's he like wants what her is actually, like, imprinted love, right. not regular love. Right, yeah. And we also needed, you know, the example of a toddler. Um, Why? Oh. To, to show us Look at me. that Why? this isn't weird. Yeah. Look how regular this is. I'm just a nanny. Are we, can we talk about this yet? Are we there? Is there anything we have to talk about before we get there? I don't, that's. Yeah, I don't care about the Rachel and Paul stuff. I forgot Rachel existed. Honestly, Let's just talk about Claire. Yeah, let's go ahead. The child. Oh, wait. He, the only thing you have to know is that he's, like, sitting around waiting. He's, like, speculating, like, will they say that she died in an accident? Will Charlie know? Right, Are they just yes. going to ghost Charlie for a long time? Like, uh, which, he's, like, sitting around speculating. It's like, whatever. Yeah, he is kind of obsessively thinking about that, which, you know, I actually, I, I appreciated seeing because, you know, right, even us and in Bella's chapters, don't know what they're gonna fucking do. <laughs> so. You know, I do have something on before we get to Claire on this topic. In fact, I do. <laughs> I find it, I find his perspective here so unbelievably offensive. Mm. Like he, oh yeah, oh genuinely yeah. is like she is dead. Anybody who has ever lost anyone would tell you that they would prefer for that person to, like, be alive, but, like, a little different. (laughs) Like, it's just so childish and, I don't know, like, obscene to me to be like, Bella is this grotesque, horrible monster now that she's going to be a vampire. Her personality is the same. She, her looks are a little different, you know, like, she got some plastic surgery, but, like, she's the same person. She's going to be right there. 
You have fought and worked alongside the Cullens. You know right. that they are fully people. Right. It's it's just like a horrible way to treat a person and his like self-pity act is very off-putting to me. Right. And he like also continues to think that like Edward doesn't give a fuck about Bella even though we literally had entire books where you guys have like hung out and been like you have communicated with each other and like you know he says like maybe he'd smashed her like a bag of chips in his drive to get some and I'm like I I don't understand why I mean I do understand it's necessary for you know his plot arc that he doesn't understand that Edward cares about is it I guess but it's like the tent scene never happened yeah it's just a complete step backwards they're just, and, like, he literally just goes on multiple times about how, you know, like, it, Edward's pleasure is more important than what's for Bella. And I'm like, in in any situation, when has that been shown to you? Where had, In every situation, Edward has contradicted that. <laughs> You're yeah. just being stupid. Stupid. And, like, you are the one saying... That you want to, like, reject Bella and that you don't believe that she's Bella anymore and that she might as well be dead. Like, that's you! That's you. Oh, it makes me so mad. Alright, let's talk about Claire. Oh, true. (laughs) This poor groomed toddler. Okay, so I feel like there is a universe in which I can see imprinting being like, yeah, it can happen to anybody and it doesn't have to be romantic like the concept of imprinting right like from ducks that's just like you're my parent right so like this could be anything and i don't hate the idea of like oh you can imprint on anybody and if they're like a child when you imprint then like you're gonna be what that person needs but it's so hard to Mm. see it in practice not being grooming because mm-hmm. of the assumption here and i was reading this i was like okay but like are they assuming that they're going to be together yeah. and then multiple times it's like yep yeah yep. yeah yep. yeah yep quill is assuming that they will end up together everybody around them is assuming that they will end up together romantically he's like waiting around until she's his age right. and like how do you grow up in that relationship and have any free will you how, don't. how do you, as Quill, essentially raise somebody and then fall in love with them? Oh! <laughs> I, okay, I'm having, like, my devil's advocate side of my brain is, like, historically, people married people who were a lot younger than them, but it was probably pretty icky. I, I really am okay with a big icky. age gap, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm okay with Quill being 20 and being with... No, sorry, not Quill being 20. <laughs> I'm okay with Claire being 20 and being with Quill, who's, like, much older. Like, you know. Or, like, like I mean, she's here's the thing. Free will. It would she be a choices. magical situation. It would be, like, Bella being with a 100-year-old man, yeah, which is, right, like, exactly. weird, but we have come right, to accept we've, it. We've... Yeah, we've gotten over it. <laughs> but I'm not okay with a scenario where Quill, like, 
raises Claire, essentially. Right. He's, like, clearly a primary caregiver here. Yeah. He's always around. Always taking care of her. This is true. It would be like if Edward found, like, little orphan Bella and raised her and then they fell in love. Something magical is going on. There's a magical age gap. But we would not be on board. We would be like, no. That's her dad. Yeah. And Quill also seems... Oh, God. Quill also seems, like, magically, like, has infinite patience for her. Which is absurd! In a way that also is, like, kind of makes her less of a human. Do you know know what I mean? It's like she's inherently on a pedestal to him in a way that, like, could she ever be a real flawed human? Because they even mention, like, that... Quill is different than the other parents on the beach who are like, oh, we need to go yeah. to do nap time. But Quill's just like, no, I want to spend every single second I can with this child who's never annoying and I'm never mad at. Right. And, like, and who's like dropping rocks on my head and hurting me. Like, right. I know. It's just like, it's in, you know, they say like he never gets bored. He never gets, you know, mad. And I'm like, listen, I will get mad and will get bored with the love of my life. I'm positive. They will wow. do also, like, I things. Had, I hadn't thought that through either, but, like, a child with a caregiver who never gets bored or annoyed sounds like the most entitled, horrible yeah. person I've ever heard of. Exactly! Like, how is she going to learn that people don't like when you drop rocks on their head? <laughs> She's, She's only going to learn that from other people. Other people. <laughs> not from Quill. <sighs> oh, it's weird. I, it's this just is, so this many is a levels. moment of character growth for us, or at least for me. Because <laughs> I think if you asked me, like, the first time I read these books, I'd probably be like, yeah, I would love if somebody would imprint on me. Like, me being somebody's all-time favorite person, they have to mm-hmm. love me no matter what. They'll do whatever for me. That sounds awesome. And from my adult perspective, it's like, this sounds horrifying. So toxic. Mm-hmm. Toxic uh, shit. You need a restraining order. Like, Right. I was like, at when Jacob was like, oh, have you ever thought about dating other people? I'm like, actually, that sounds like a very healthy thing for you to do. Oh Chloe. my god, yeah. one paragraph above that. Let me find exactly what I wrote. What page? 153. Oh. Yes. So, he's like this is what Jacob says. I did think it sucks that he had a good 14 years of monkitude ahead of him until Claire was his age. <gasps> and I wrote he could sleep around? Yeah. Like, like, he could be dating people in the meantime. And then, like, yeah, if Claire grows up and that's what their relationship turns into, then they could date. Yeah. But at this time, she's not a romantic love interest for him. So why wouldn't he just be dating people? Because all he cares about is Claire. She does like, the center of his world. Guess what? Single parents also date people. They haven't imprinted. But they also they don't, don't love their, their children. children. <laughs> they don't love their children, children the way that Quail loves Ugh, Claire. His child. Yeah, um, his daughter girlfriend. His child. <laughs> this did just make me think, you know, like if imprinting is really, you know, like what is best like for them at that time. Like, I don't know, wouldn't 
it be like, okay, well, yeah, grooming is not what's best for them. So I'm just going to, like, leave for a hot second and I'll come back later. Like, also, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want the best for that person, don't you see, like, oh, I, you know, like, they should have the opportunity to live their life without of my influence. Like, this, etc. Like, I feel like if imprinting were really, like, I care. It's what Edward did. Exactly. Bella should have the opportunity to live her life outside of my magical influence. Like, if imprinting is really, like, a magical, I want only to do the best by you as it's portrayed then, like be a cool family friend yeah, yeah. then <laughs> this is weird. It is weird it's it's like imprinting is you magically want what's best for this person but you are not given the wisdom to identify what that is so like with everything you have you will follow whatever course you think is best but that doesn't mean that that's the reality that it yeah, is they're the all best. still dumb boys the other thing I'm thinking about is being Claire and growing up. And, like, even if she is, like, interested in Quill or, like, starts to date him or, like, thinks that that's what she wants, it would be impossible to break up with somebody like that. Because you know that if you break up with that person, they will never find happiness without you. You can't be like, this isn't right for both of us. Like, I want you to find happiness again without me. Just like, I'm going to fuck up your life and dump you. That's too much responsibility. Think about how young she probably is going to be when she puts these pieces together. Because Mm -hmm. she's the youngest of everyone who has been imprinted on, like, in this pack. So she's going to grow up seeing Mm -hmm. Sam and Emily, seeing Paul and Rachel seeing all these imprinted pairs and she's going to understand that they are imprinted and she's going to be like well quill is always with me all the time he says i'm the most important person to him i am going to grow up to be with quill like yeah what i mean eight nine to have that realization like that's gross i mean also as preteens you know you just have rampant crushes on on anyone and of course i would have a crush on the extremely available man who hasn't aged in however many years who whose sole focus in life is attentive to me but i just had like a connection to the time traveler's wife oh that's what i was thinking about which is a book that i love (sighs) which which is is also love i know (laughs) the only thing about that is that he just sort of like shows up and disappears Right. There's no, like, not raising her, but it is, like, she knows. She's predestined. She knows knows what's going to happen. That she knows, right. She has a crush on him. She's, like, you're it. And, like, kind of waits for him. But she also, like, knows for a fact that they're going to get married because it's, like, it is, like, a weird predestination. Right. It's a weird time. It's time travel where you know what's going to happen. And so then, therefore, it happens. But, uh... It, it definitely has, like, the vibes of, like, yeah, I'm sure Claire is going to, like, figure it out and be like, oh my well, God, yeah, name is my also soulmate. Claire. Her name is Claire oh, in that book. Yeah, Weird. See, um, I see um, a Doctor Who connection with the, I want to say, 11th Doctor and Amy Pond, where they first meet when she is a child. And then uh, he means to leave for, like, two seconds, but he instead leaves for, like, five years. And then it happens, like, again, and they're reunited when she's grown up, and... There is like a sexual tension kind of energy thing between Pass. them two, which Pass. um 
It's like a little weird and a little fun because he didn't raise her. You know, they just like met once. I feel or like twice the time travel at least is like it's just sort of like a certainty, which right. I realized time, once is right. what's so great about reading rom coms and even watching movies is that you know who you're supposed to root for. And in life, you don't know if you're right or not. And that's the hardest thing about life is that you don't know if you are making right. the correct quote unquote I think choice. If I were a teenager and someone was like, That's your soulmate, I'd be like, Dope. Don't have to work for that. Already right. right in front of me. Right. I wouldn't second guess it. I'd be like, yeah, you told cool. that's my soulmate. Great. I think that's I think it. that there are some scenarios where I would feel that way. But this one is so hard because he's not just like the like cool, mysterious, right. like older guy in town that right. like right. comes around sometimes. He's part of her family. Right. Right. Yeah. And, like, when you date someone and fall in love and spend your life together, you become family. That is true. But you cannot be family when you start dating because then it's gross. Like, it's <laughs> like if she dated, at best, her uncle. Right. Like, gross. Yeah. Anyone that, like, saw you through your teenage years <laughs> and they were not a teenager at the same time. No. No no, 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 no. Like your tween years specifically. Ugh. Anyone that watched you go through middle school and they were not also going through middle school. <laughs> so Quill and Claire hanging out at the beach, and she's like, "Give me a rock," and every word is horrible. <laughs> I want to get my done. <laughs> pity walk, pity walk. That's what it says. It says pity walk, pity, pity walk. walk. It's a little too much. The episode. Pity walk. Pity walk. I pity the walk. It's my favorite band. <laughs> uh, and Jacob even says, like, look, like, Quill, I think that, like, Claire would understand when she's grown up. Really? Like, she's not going to be mad that you, like, slept around when she was in diapers. And Quill is like, yeah, I mean, I think she would understand but I just have never thought about it. He says, I, I can't see it, he said in a low voice. I can't imagine. I just don't see anyone that way. I don't notice girls anymore, you know? I don't see their faces. As previously discussed, many layers there. <laughs> That's bad. It is weird. It's weird. I mean, you. it's true. You only see Maybe Stephanie would say. Maybe interested in them. Well, she wouldn't put it this way, but maybe Stephanie would be like, well, it's not that he's currently romantically interested only in Claire. It's that he has no romantic feelings for anybody, including Claire. He's just like an asexual being at this time. I think that is what she would say. Right. But it's like, okay, so he felt that way before, and then this small child entered his life and everything changed. Like, no matter how you slice it, it's weird. it doesn't look good. It's weird. Um, and, and it doesn't... It It's also just, like, disrespectful because every day of their life they're hanging out with Leah. I know, poor Leah. God! Like, it Dude. contributes to how they continually forget her. Like, later on, Sam is like, would you do that to your brothers? Uh, uh, uh and sister? Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, it is so clear that they would prefer yeah. she's not there at all. 100%. Yeah. 
Um, then there's a weird, like, homophobic comment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's just so many weird. things. Really a lot of options for worse sentence. <laughs> Should we talk about the pack meeting? Yeah, so then um, Jacob and Leah race there and then we find out that Bella is not, in fact, dead, dead, but has a mysterious disease, which makes sense right. on our side that this is what they're telling they're people. She's quote-unquote quarantined. Charlie can't see her because she's supposed to have this weird disease. Obviously, Charlie can't see her because she's pregnant. But they've been home a week, so, like, you're like, okay, so, you know, apparently she's been sick for a week, i.e. they have not gotten rid of said baby, Ooh. and she's deteriorating. So you're like, well, something's up. Or at least that's what they're telling people. Right. That's what they're telling people. And it's true. I'm like, oh, yeah, that does make it nice and easy for when they're like, oh, yeah, she just died. Yeah, it actually does make sense. Yeah, I'm like, okay, actually, you know, this is working. You know, if they had mentioned to us previously that that was going to be the plan, we'd be like, airtight. Airtight. (laughs) (laughs) And then Maya summarized this conversation very well. Jacob is like, okay, the treaty's broken. Let's fucking go. And they're all like, give us one reason that we would actually literally do that like we're friends with these people we fought with them they are not a danger to the people of forks bella literally chose this of her own free volition and we all know it so the spirit of the treaty has not been broken because they didn't attack anybody they just did what somebody asked them to do and we all already knew it was going to happen and the true clincher is are you gonna kill her like, if she's a vampire, has it never occurred to you that when we attack her family, she will also fucking be there? <laughs> like, Jacob, are you going to kill her? No? Okay. Who who are you going to tell us? Which of us is going to do it? And who will you resent for the rest of your fucking life for murdering Bella, which you told us to do? And he's like, I wouldn't. And they're like, yeah, and I would. would. <laughs> He's so stupid. Airtight. He's so stupid. And it has. Appreciate... It really feels like it's never occurred to him that she would like be there. Right. Oh, I mean, because it hasn't. <laughs> it literally hasn't. He's so like consumed by the idea of like one that she's that gonna she's that he's gonna be dead. That she'll like, be gone. She just it won't, won't exist, exist in any real way. Um. To then realizing like, wait, she will though. <laughs> And someone's gonna have to murder her in the scenario. He's so stupid. He's um, so stupid. I did appreciate that Sam is like, listen, I'm here to, you know, protect the pack, and that doesn't make any sense. Like, honestly, you know, the Colons have been our allies. Um, They're gonna leave after this. Yeah, their plan is to leave. Uh, I don't really see why we would just, like, go straight for murdering them, especially because also, we still don't actually know that they've broken any treaty. Like, we know they haven't yet. Yeah, you right. could assume, like, okay, yeah, this is it. But also, you don't know that they've done it yet. You don't, like, well, what do you mean? They broke the treaty, now let's go kill them. Like, wait, bitch, you don't know shit. <laughs> And if I were in the pack, I'd be like, so Jacob, just to clarify, you think that your revenge is more valuable than my life. Right. Cool. 
cool. Yeah. Oh. And literally, so he, Sam says, are you so ready to lose a brother or a sister? Or and sister. Jacob's response is nonsensical. Yep. Jacob says, I'm not afraid to die. Like, yeah, we fucking know that yeah, that wasn't that. the fucking question. Yeah. The question was, are you ready for someone else to die? Not right. you. Sam... You're putting all of your family in danger. Right. And Sam says, I know that, Jacob. Like, we all fucking know it. It's one reason I question your judgment on this. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob is so mad about everybody around him being like, we don't want to do this. But, like, even <laughs> Seth, who he acts like is such a child, is much more reasonable about this than he is. Like, Jacob is the only one not thinking logically. And yeah. he thinks he's the only one being sane. Yeah, and Sam... For once, somebody, like, respects Bella's choice. Like, he right. says, we're not going to p punish our former allies for her choice, which is what's happening here. And Jacob has never been able to accept this or right. respect her She's literally choice. picked. She's made this. a decision. She's picked someone other than you, Jacob. Yeah. Because which I feel he... like is what it boils down to, really. Like, yeah. I'm always just mad that he wasn't picked. He wants their relationship to be one of imprinting, where the imprintee has no choice, has no right. agency. You're perfect for them, so it doesn't matter. Why would they ever choose anyone else? Right. He can't handle the idea that she could choose someone else. He, he doesn't want her to have that option. He literally tried to imprint on her. He doesn't want her to be able to choose. Right. Amen. Like... Amen. Like, bro, she could have picked you. That is, you have made yourself an option so many times in so, so many, many inappropriate ways. If she Oops. wanted to be with you, she would. But yeah. she's not. And you're just mad about it, okay? Right. If she if wanted to, she could be with you and Edward. Like, she <laughs> would be able to get you both on board with that. Totally. She didn't even want you... Like, shared. She wanted you not at all. <laughs> right. That's the, the choice she made. Right. And it does feel like, you know, Sam, you know, one, I, I very much appreciate Sam in the in this moment where, you know, I feel like in, in previous books, Sam's like, oh, lame. He's all about rules. But, you know, he's a voice of reason here in which we have no other voice of reason. But he's like, you know, Bella Swan made an informed choice. And I do feel like he's kind of, he, like, he's not going to be like, Jacob, she fucking chose Edward, not you. So, like, please stop making this about your ego. Because, you know, they're all, like, I don't know, really nice to each other as brothers, I guess, in that way. Where they, like, aren't going to call each other out on what this is. But this is an ego thing, Jacob Black. And... He essentially orders them an alpha pack way. He's like, the pack isn't going to do anything. And like the weird magic of werewolf alpha male things. But apparently that leaves a loophole yeah, he for makes Jacob to go do what he wants on his own. Which I don't think I buy. He's yeah, I feel like speaking. magic should not yeah. be like lawyer rules. Like I know. the spirit of the. I'm like, uh, he said the pack will not act, and you are of the pack, so therefore you will not act. 
But uh, apparently, you know, he was like, uh, he said the pimp will not act. He didn't say anything about me not acting. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go murder them myself. Yeah, what the fuck is his plan? <laughs> Even <laughs> after he's stupid. been reminded that Belle is going to be there. Yeah. Like, he okay, so you're going to kill now. every Colin and Bella yourself. I don't know what his plan is. Good he just thing wants to fuck to some people up. He, he just doesn't wants to fuck some people. He, up. I don't think he cares what happens when he gets yeah. there. He just has been waiting. The chap, the title of the chapter is waiting for the fight to start. He just wants to fight. He doesn't care what happens. He just wants to fight somebody. Oh yeah, he was mad at Paul for not being up for fighting <laughs> uh, at the beginning of the chapter. He was like, "Man, Paul used to be fun, you know, <laughs> before he fell in love. <laughs> just say something and he'd snap." <laughs> And like hilarious, there was this line. Um, maybe it's my best because it's so fucking ridiculous. Um, oh, we're <laughs> okay. So Jacob says phasing was easy when I was centered like this. <laughs> like centered in what way? Are you centered <laughs> right now? And he says I didn't have issues with my temper anymore. Period. Except when it got in the way. And I'm like, bitch, that's the definition of having an issue with your temper, you idiot Tom Tom. <laughs> He's so stupid. You guys, I have a kind of funny anecdote from my day. Yeah. Uh, as you two know, I had a very difficult day at work today. It was uh-huh. um, a psychological challenge. Uh, and I emailed my boss in the afternoon, like, Okay, look, I might be delusional, but I'm feeling very centered right now, and I think that I should just do X, Y, Z, talk to this person, talk to that person. And the response was, whatever you think is right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, when I was, phasing was very easy when I was centered like this. I'm like, bitch. This is you centered? <laughs> what is you not centered? <laughs> he needs some self-healing and Oh, God. He just needs some self-awareness, honestly. Some self-awareness. He needs to text Bella. <laughs> yeah. He needs to text Bella and be like, Hello, platonic friend. How are you? How yeah. is your honeymoon? I heard you're sick. I, like, you know, I'm sure that's, like, there's more going on, but I just want to be sure you're doing okay. Talk no, because Bella doesn't friend. actually have anything to do with this. True. True. She's an this object. Is all about his wounded wounded ego and not getting what he wants. Yeah, he didn't even Yeah. He, he doesn't even, even go to yeah. her wedding as a normal guest person. Friend. Right. Like so. Yeah, he has every opportunity here to try to communicate with Bella and is like not. Nah. Because that's not Bella. I'm like, mm, you're a bitch. Guess what? When Bella was Bella, she wasn't dating you then either. I know. <laughs> and we know that Bella was about to cave and kiss him, but he doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah, we know that Stephanie wrote it, that she does actually fall in love with you, I guess. Whatever. But Listen. You know what? Even if she does. Even if she, she does. Charles Edward. He chose Edward. You know what? He chose like, Edward. There's a part of that that's kind of even more valid. She does love Jacob, and she doesn't choose him, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay, and you have to fucking recognize that, Jacob. You have to come to terms with that. That's on you. Best sentence? Worst sentence. I cannot find a best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't even looking. looking. 
All right, you know what? Maybe we I... don't even get like the nice imagery in this because that's too Bella, right? You know, Jacob wouldn't comment on how beautiful the sky is right now because he's mm-hmm. a teenage boy, and teenage boys don't notice beautiful skies. Okay, maybe I'll throw a best to this. Um, he's talking about how the Cullens are gonna leave and they won't want to be found. But then he says, of course, I had forever to look. If you had forever, you could check out every single piece of straw in the haystack one by one to see if it was the needle. Except the needle can walk. The needle can literally walk. Move around. Go through any other haystack. (laughs) The needle has unlimited resources. (laughs) Okay, you know what? I'm going to call this good writing because she convinced me in that moment that he could find them eventually and I didn't think about any of those Oh no, I read that and I was like, yeah, you wish, buddy. (laughs) You wish, buddy, would also be a good episode title. (laughs) There is many, 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 many words to choose from. I'm just gonna go with my gut and choose this one, which has already been referenced. Maybe he'd smashed her like a bag of chips in his drive to get some. That was going to be my word. Not only is this offensive and gross, Mm -hmm. it's also, I think, not... It feels too far for him. Like It feels like I need to make him say something really, like, douchey, Mm -hmm. and this is the thing that I came up with. And it feels, like, too crude, even for Jacob, who I think sucks, like... It just doesn't feel like a thing that he would say. It feels like it's trying too hard. And also, right. I hate the sentiment and the word choices. And it's yeah. all, oh, yeah. all around Many that. Levels. I hate the sentiment, the word choices, the imagery, um, <laughs> the order that the words are in, uh, the fact <laughs> that this was approved. <laughs> um, I'm not... All of my absolute worst were ones that we've referenced. So since Olivia already did one we referenced, I'll pick a different one. I'm going to do... Can it, guys, Sam told us. We fell silent, and I felt Leah wince at the word guys. Touchy, like always. Ah! It's so horrible of her to enter this space that has always been exclusively for men. So she doesn't understand why she's here. And to have everybody make it extremely obvious that she's unwelcome. And she has also lost her, like, free will in this scenario. And, like, how dare she be touchy about have being an reminded opinion. yet again that she's not included yeah. in this. I know. I was like, fuck you, Jacob. Fuck you. Like, the wow, what an inconvenience to feel her have an emotion right. about being a minority God, in this situation. That being subject to everyone's emotions and feelings would make you more understanding? Fucking empathetic. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> not. Feelings, but no, it's made it worse. <laughs> it's so weird. It really is weird that they hate each other so much when... Yeah they can hear each other's thoughts anyway um melissa did you want to pick another best i mean worst yeah i guess uh oh this because i'm just like i'm just i read the sentence i was just tired uh you know he's saying like oh you know i want the chance to 
to fight Edward because, you know, if I killed any of Edward's family, like, he'd death want to come fight me. Um, and he's like, it would just be me and him. And he says, may the better man win. And I'm like, bitch, he has. Edward <laughs> has won. He has everything that he wants. You've had this sentiment so many times. <laughs> And the better man has won. It's happened, buddy. The <laughs> lights in the stadium are off. Everyone has gone Everyone home. Has home. The maintenance crew has cleaned up. The padlock is on the door. Like, it's done. The amount of, like, I don't know, that delusion that Stephanie has given him in order yeah, to fuel yeah. this rage that he has is just exhausting. I'm like, how can we be repeating the same conflicts and feelings over and over again? It's true. Yeah, it feels like we've been reading the same thing for like three books. Yeah, Jacob has had zero growth in any regard. He's still exactly the same as he was, you know, in the middle of fucking Eclipse. Anyway, that's my other worst. <laughs> I have my best. Oh, um, wow. It's- it's I know it's hard to pick it's from <laughs> towards the beginning, <laughs> and yet to say the truth, reason and love keep little company together. No A Midsummer Night's Dream Act Three scene. Okay, I want to know if you're using that as your best sentence as. Stephanie's choice of using it as the no. epigraph or just the You're pure just... writing of William Shakespeare is the best it's... writing available to you to pick. I am taking a principled choice to pick the only sentence that Stephanie did she not did it write. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, email us with questions or comments or what did we ask them for? Um, examples Melissa to date. People oh, for Melissa today and or my new room. shows that you think sound like real teenagers, but only if you are A under teen. the age of 20 <laughs> or interact with teens for no, seven or more hours per day no, I don't at Podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, check out patreon.com slash Podcast. Thank you to our patrons. Melina, Bridget, Karen, Ed, Laura, Andrea, Leamy, James, Melissa, Chance, King's Gambit, Miriam, Rachel, Danny, Olivia, Sabine, and Hannah. You can follow us at Twilight underscore Fees on Twitter and Insta and Twilight Fees Podcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight Universe and fucking Jacob belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Olivia Belcarce. <laughs> Proper image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. Bite me. Do it. Bite me. Oh, God. That was terrifying. <laughs> That's how I feel. That's I feel, like, hysterical. Like, <laughs> I cannot believe what we read. I cannot believe what we were subjected to. We have more to. to read. There's more it's chapters. Jacob's <laughs> I just want to read Twilight again. Yeah, let's just go back and read Twilight. Can't we go back? I mean, I just want to read I think Twilight. we should kind of because we went through it so fast we and our so quality fast. was so low. 
Okay, this has occurred to me, and I didn't want to say it because I thought that there was absolutely no shot that you guys would no, want to do also, this. No, I also have thought about this. <laughs> but, like, I really feel like there's just so much about Twilight. Like, we, went, <laughs> we went way too fast through it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know what? We should leave this in, and those who listen to the very end will be like, are they really going to do, like, a fifth season? <laughs> fifth season? Twilight. We've already done five seasons because we really? did fucking Midnight Sun. This already five. Season. This is already season five. Wow. I mean, honestly, I want a. I want something good after this. So, yeah, know? I want to talk about Twilight. Yeah, I want That's to talk about I Twilight. I don't want to talk about Breaking Dawn. It is totally the experience of reading the series too. Like you know, we oh, all yeah. picked up Twilight and then ended oh, yeah, at yeah, Twilight. Yeah, yeah. I picked yeah. up Twilight after finishing every other book, so... Every time. What if we just, like, reread Twilight every time that we finished a book, and then just, like... <laughs> oh my god. Then what we might I, run like, out of things to say. I what I genuinely want the podcast to do is rank every Hillary Duff movie. Yes! And reread Twilight. And Mary-Kate and <laughs> Ashley. And Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. I can mm. add that, but, like, it's not what's in my heart. What's in my heart... <laughs> Is every Hillary Duff movie and rereading Twilight? I want us to have some kind of content with the first movie soundtrack, and I still haven't figured out how to do so because we don't have the like permissions to use them in any way. Yeah, we don't. Maybe it's just like the commentary. Like we're like, okay, everybody, start (laughs) the album. Make sure it's not on shuffle. Oh my god. Anyways, bye again if we leave yeah, this in. Yeah. I would rather do live soundtrack listening than read more of this book.